0: This is Kathy.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Zen Parenting Radio, a special Thursday evening podcast for you. Yeah, At least that's when we're going to post it. Hey,
0: we did a podcast a week ago. and We said, hey, it's only uh, we, we do a Thursday podcast every 108 years and because of the Cubs.
1: Are, here we are one week later.
0: <laughs> Doing another one.
1: Doing another one. Um, so this is what is Zen Parenting Radio? Zen Parenting Radio is a podcast that will help you feel outstanding And uh, this is podcast number 341. Okay. I think. (laughs) And um, we always remember our motto, which is the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding.
0: How about this? The best predictor of a country's well-being is a person's self-understanding.
1: There you go. Are your headphones going jingly like mine are? They are. Let me fix the headphones.
0: Oh, Todd just, he picks up the headphone box and just like slams it on the table. There we go. Table. Um,
1: when in doubt, brute force. Uh, it, no. I know. I'm kidding. It's oh, a joke.
0: okay. Okay. Is that better? Yeah. Thank you. Hey, can I start?
1: Yeah, you can start.
0: Okay. So I've got some great imagery for you guys. So something that uh, Todd and I always recognize, um, especially because we've had to get new sidewalks and we had to get a new um, driveway at one point. And then when we redid our house, we had to get new brick. And one thing that's so interesting about the the earth is that you can lay stuff over the earth like new brick or new blacktop or, you know, new concrete. And eventually the grass will always grow through it. Mm -hmm. Always. There's no way to keep Nature and earth and growth and aliveness, you can't keep it down. It will literally grow through any crack that is allowed.
1: And the crack gets developed from the sun. Like I remember Wayne Dyer telling this story Uh and he's like, you can cover the entire planet with concrete, but eventually over time, the sun will beat down on the concrete, create cracks and through those cracks up will come a weed and over years and years the weed turns into flowers and flowers and things like that.
0: So that's even better so through light, through the gift of light, it develops openings that allow nature and growth and newness and beauty to come through and I want you guys to see that when you think about what's what may feel covering right now which is a feeling of discomfort and a feeling of not being heard and a feeling of fear.
1: So some people might be listening to this a year from now.
0: Oh, uh, the election just happened.
1: We just elected Donald Trump as our president-elect.
0: Correct. And let's not talk about him too much, but what we can talk about is the feelings that— were relayed during the, the election that we are now left to deal with, mm-hmm. which are fear and um, women's rights and racist philosophy and xenophobic uh, commentary and just, just the feeling of um, overall uh, – it feels like oppression, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or let's, let's just say negativity. And the fact that that film – is kind of covering us, if it be due to the election or just the whole cycle of, um, you know, the election that we had to go through. And you may feel that or see that, but there's always something that's going to grow through that. Yeah. You can't keep it down. And I'm telling everybody that I'm saying that as a visual for you, because there's, that's not something that you go, well, maybe it will. It always does.
1: Well, and I, I guess I want to get a little more specific when, uh, it, it's probably no surprise to say that, uh, both Kathy and I did not vote for Donald Trump. We <laughs> voted for Hillary. And when I woke up the next morning after the results were finally tabulated, I told, I texted to you cause I was in California. I texted you and I said, I felt like I just got kicked in the groin. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of us did. Mm-hmm. And even the night of you, um, we weren't together, which was kind of hard. Mm-hmm. You had a bad few days there because yeah. you had some personal stuff going
0: yeah, on. Yeah, you... my my dad uh, was in the hospital again the same day.
1: So it was just a I, I, I at least want to acknowledge uh, the feeling that I had that I think many of the people listening had mm-hmm. and um, the my kind of trigger to this is that I've been reading a lot of stuff on Facebook and things like that. I know you've kind of stayed away from it a little bit like I have, but there's a lot of people saying, well, we need to um, be compassionate. We got to love through this and all that. And all that's true. The, the one thing that I want to get my point across is that I want to give us all the space to have whatever feelings come up because no feelings are wrong, right? Mm-hmm. It's what you do with those feelings. And I've been frustrated. I've been angry. I've been mad as a result of the, what happened. And before I move to the compassionate, loving person that I know that once the dust dust will settle, uh, that I'll be, I I just need the space to be mad and do whatever I need to do to to go through that, that anger. And if that means beating up a pillow if that means going for a run, if that means taking up a kickboxing class, if that means meditating, if that means praying. But I just feel like this energy can so easily get stuck with people telling us that we got to love through everything.
0: Well, and and that's very true. And I think the the most important point in that is, of course, you're going to be angry. And, and I want to talk about the stages of grief that we all go through. Um, and but it is about, you You know, the comment you just said is to do what I need to do with it. And that doesn't include, though, no. saying cruel things to people. No. It doesn't include lashing out on social networking. Um, it yes. does. It does include having maybe a conversation with someone and yeah. asking questions. You guys know how to do this. Yeah,
1: Thank you for qualifying. That.
0: Yeah. You, you know how to have a conversation and stay um, compassionate, but also have your point. Like, this is the thing about this show or just about what. Message we're trying to send, and what I know all of you are trying to do in your own lives is everything over crosses each other and is somewhat paradoxical. You can be powerful and be compassionate, you can stand up for yourself without being cruel, you can say what you need to say without making someone feel bad. So, you don't have to do one or the other, you just need to do them do it all mindfully. You need to be thoughtful about your reactions and not let your anger make. All the choices for you. You can feel your anger yeah. and make a good choice with to to deal with the anger in a in a certain way. But don't allow your anger to make the choice. Yes, am I saying that right? Yeah, okay. I think people are getting their taste. yes, yes.
1: Um, so one thing, another thing I wanted to share is that, uh, regarding the results of the election, I just need to come clean, which I think a lot of us do. I was extremely naive. I thought for sure that this was going to be a landslide for Hillary. Mm -hmm. And what it did was there was about a hundred million people that voted, half voted for Hillary and half the people in the country voted for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And it, it was an awakening Mm -hmm. for me Mm -hmm. I thought I kind of knew what was going on in this country and I didn't know and the only way to get through this is instead of us demonizing the other side which there's parts of my ego that wants to do that we talk about this on the show all the time we need to see it from the other person's perspective Mm -hmm. we need to empathize with them And uh, this is not a small minority of people, and it's not uh, about—we also go towards—I know you didn't didn't want to talk about the candidates specifically, but I think it's important. He said a lot of uh, what I think are very unkind things Mm -hmm. and all that, and yet people voted for this guy who said these unkind things. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, it's—there's a lot of people that voted for him that don't believe— in the unkind things he said. So Correct. there's so it's not like 50 million people in this country are racist and xenophobes and things like that. He said certain things that were just not loving. Mm-hmm. But what people did was they prioritized how they were going to cast their vote. Mm-hmm. And although they still think that they don't subscribe to that ideology, there was another part of them, whether they were just sick of Washington DC or they're sick of politics or they're sick of this or they're sick of that, they chose to direct their vote in that mm-hmm. direction. I say this because 50 million people do not subscribe to the toxicity that he at times presented. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's important that we know that.
0: Oh, and for sure. Absolutely. I completely agree. And that is a, a big part of understanding that is keeping your own heart open. One thing that I've been uh, saying the last couple of days to people who've been emailing or texting is I've been saying... As you're feeling anger, you're also going to feel fear and there's and fear has its place too. it needs to come through like you know just on that side, note for a second um my friend Manisha and I were talking about how the reason I didn't sleep the night of the election was partly because I knew what was happening around eight thirty
1: you were I, like a little you went from being a mature mom to a little girl,
0: yes, and i because I could see what was happening, and i really i put everyone to bed and i I knew what the outcome was going to be, and I don't mean because i I'm clairvoyant. I mean, I saw the trend. Yeah. I saw it happening and I couldn't and I still had a piece of me. I kept uh, te- texting Todd and I said, tell me if anything good happens. And my phone did not buzz ever. I mean, a few times he'd send me something, but I knew what was happening. Um, and so the what happened when I would close my eyes is all these fear, these images would come up of like, things that were said or things that people were saying were going to happen or all the people that were gonna to have to wake up to this or talking to my children and they just all had they were like waves mm. of fear or waves of grief, whatever you want to call them. And I and we have to allow those to be seen, meaning we don't act on them, but they have to rise up so we acknowledge that this is something I'm afraid of. This is something I'm afraid of. And if you can we on the show we we I often talk about this as holding your seat. Allowing that to come through, hold your seat, see it, that's when tears come. That's when, you know, if you just say, I'm not going to look at this, I'm not going to deal with this, then it never has the opportunity to show up and become something different. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't – I was able to sleep last night. Like once I was able to like –
1: The night of the election, you did not sleep. The next night, night you I did. But last night, I
0: did. And not soundly necessarily, but it, I'm – That's why things like getting quiet or laying down and allowing these fears and thoughts to come through you is really important. Um, It's really helpful to make sure that your body is felt. Mm -hmm. You know, you need to – pushing against it is a repression. You don't have to stay in that. You don't have to live in that. And that's actually what we're going to go to next is I just want to acknowledge for those of you that do feel that pain or that fear, that grief, and you're like, what's going on? you're not alone there's there is the a, a, almost majority of the population or the popular vote or you know more Just call um, it half. half who feel the exact same way so those waves of fear that you get you're not alone and allow your body to feel them and this too shall pass it will become something different and I will say that for those of you who know Elizabeth Kubler-Ross's work around grief, um, there are stages. You start in denial and isolation, which is exactly what I did. (laughs) You know, go to bed and be like, I can't even look at this. Then you go to anger, which I'm still kind of dealing through. Today's been anger light, anger light, Mm -hmm. anger light. Um, Bargaining, um, bargaining, you know, trying to like – make make it different somehow. Like I'm seeing a lot of posts on the internet about there's a possibility that Hillary, they can change the electoral college and so Hillary can become president in December. And I'm not saying we shouldn't look at that or that people shouldn't be posting that, but there is a bargaining situation Mm -hmm. going on. Like how do we get out of this? And then there is depression, which is where you just feel the weight, and then acceptance. Now, these stages aren't always all gone through. And they don't always go in that order. And sometimes you go back and forth from acceptance and then you go back to anger. And then you – it's not a perfect – it's not a linear thing. But if you're feeling any of those things or have felt any of those things, again, you're not alone. This is a very normal process. Um, It's almost like our – it's almost like we were – Shocked, like our bodies went into shock. Yeah, and so there was. And when I say that, it's because of what, like Todd said, I didn't think this was going to happen. Right. So I had to not only deal with an election result, but also the, the the disappointment of what the outcome was. Well,
1: and it was about a candidate that you did not want to win won, and a candidate that you did want to win lost. I mean, it's really a, uh, and that may seem. Obvious. Overly simplistic, but right. you wanted our first female president yeah. to be elected this go around, yeah. and you certainly didn't want uh, the message of Donald Trump to be uh, elected. So it really, I mean, it it's as, it was twofold. It's as painful as it gets for, if you have the perspective that we did,
0: right, right. And for those of you that are um, that voted for Donald Trump, because I'm sure there's plenty of people that's in this show yep. who who had who who voted that way. I hear you, like, and I say that with like an open heart. Like, y- you've been heard mm-hmm. because you know he won.
1: Yeah, you got your guy.
0: You, yeah, and so this is now. It's time to talk.
1: Right, I hear you. Next step. Now I need to understand, understand. you. Right, um, because your voice has been heard. Right, and that is our work. Because if we. Uh, I, I have a feeling that we're going to look back on this, and I know that there's so many pieces to this. There's, you know, what's he going to do with the environment and women's rights and things like that, and I know there are certain things that can be considered irreversible, but I think in the end this could end up possibly being, it may not be four years down the road, it might be 20 years down the road, but our attention, if it, if it, if we were ever going to get woken up, we all got woken up. Yes, and it is, and it doesn't mean like rise up and fight against these people. No. It is rise up, and we need to understand these right. people. One quick thing,
0: and, and I want to be careful with your words again, Todd. These people, it, it people we need that to have understand people who, yes, and and I'm I know what you mean. Right, I'm Well help from me you.
1: help me clarify it.
0: Um, when we say these people, it sounds like an other. And these people People that have
1: different opinions than I do.
0: Exactly. And and that we're all in this together. Yes. That I'm not looking at people saying, Well, you don't have my issues, I don't have your issues. Our issues are probably overlapping and the same. Right. But our solution is different. Right. Our outlook on what we would like to happen, or as you said, Todd, how we're prioritizing what needs to happen first. Right. Um, you know, that's where the difference is. And so I think we have more in common than we do difference. And so again, you said nothing wrong. It was right. just to clarify for people listening. So one thing that um, that I posted on the page the day after all of this happened, um, after the election, was that Really what this time is, is getting back to basics. To Todd's point, um, if we weren't awake before, um, we are awake now. So let's get back to basics while awake. And what that means is let's have an understanding of, first of all, we we get up, we put one foot in front of the other, we breathe, we do what we do we we do our lives. We take care of our kids. We go to work. We do what we do. I know that there are many people who the day after or a few days after needed to take a break and take a breather. I totally get it. Needed some respite completely. But then we get back to basics and we keep doing what we're doing. And I think that if we really want to understand change, we have to think grassroots, mm-hmm. and not about necessarily. I love the whole idea of organizing, and I'm all about you know. I've joined a bunch of pages that have, that are all about compassion and giving, and and all about making a change. And for those of you who are on Pantsuit Nation, I'm right there with you. What is um,
1: Pantsuit Nation?
0: It's a uh, it's a group on um, Facebook, and it was organized before the election. And it's about being heard and there are women and men, but I would say it's primarily women having their voices heard um, and it's continuing to organize right. and they're creating chapters all over um, the United States. So that I love that kind of organizing. But I also think that it's about everything that we always discuss, which is, You here now with the people in front of you, with your children, with your choices, with how you talk to people on an everyday basis, and I feel like a broken record because we say this on the show all the time, but if you are upset or angry and you want change, you have to understand that everything is grassroots, everything. It starts with you, and it doesn't just start with you running for a political office, which I encourage you to do if you want to, but it starts with you and your relationships. It starts with every relationship you have. And it's not just about the loving, compassionate piece. I want to say to to Todd's point um, about, you know, feeling the feelings that you're having. I've, I noticed on, um, again, Pantsuit Nation that a lot of people were saying, here's some things that I've done in the last two days. One woman was at work, and a man came in and said, hey, did your did your uh, vote count at all? Too bad for you. Kind of making fun of her. Mm-hmm. And she stopped and looked at him in the eye and said, that is not okay. That is not okay to say to me. And I'm not going to allow you to treat me that way. And he stopped and he said, I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. And then there was another woman that posted something that her uncle had texted her and said, To all the women in my family, sorry about that. You know, now you know that, you know, you know, who's who's ahead and that we need to make America great again and all these things. And and she on the text said, please never text me anything like this again. This is not okay with me. And, um, because it wasn't, it was, it was, he was making fun yeah. and all the women on the text, her aunt, her mom, everyone said the same thing. And he came back and said, I'm so sorry. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying it's about getting apologies or making other people grovel. It's about saying what you mean. I have been so much more revitalized in the last 24 hours and committed to supporting women and to supporting young girls in finding their voice. I am so much more committed to reminding women who they are while I remind myself every day. This is my own work, too. And raising my girls in a way that they know their value, not just that they can go be president or do anything they want. You can tell them those words, but until they understand their value, Mm -hmm. they have a hard time doing anything if people are telling them that or treating them in a way that tells them they're not valued.
1: Well, and you say make your voice heard. And I think a lot of times, we've talked about this in the show when there was the the Black Lives Matter movement was in the headlines all the time. And I had some guilt because I wasn't protesting downtown Chicago or whatever. Um, You know, my advice is the same as it today as it was back then, which is just do you. Whatever form it takes place to get your voice heard, maybe it's loving your child. That's how you get your voice heard. Maybe it's running for... An elective uh, office. An elective office. Maybe it's going down the street and protesting peacefully. Yes. And I, I stress peacefully. Yes. There's some protesters that had uh, a Donald Trump, you know, fake thing, statue. Like an effigy and, kind and of thing. And they like were burning, burning it.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I, I think that's, that's lessening the cause mm-hmm. when you do that. Mm-hmm. You know, follow in the footsteps of great men and women, Gandhi, Martin Luther King, peaceful protests. Um, because as soon as we subscribe to the same hatred that we think we're the receiver of, you make it that much worse.
0: Well, then we're just doing, you know, I always Nobody's do this with my Nobody's listening to hands. each other. Yeah, like then we're just butting heads. Right. Then we're just saying, who can hate better? Right. Who can hate stronger? Who can rip on the other person more? Who can oppress the other person more? And we're missing the whole point. Mm-hmm. We're not recognizing that we have to teach, we have to be what we want to receive. Just like with our kids, we don't yell at our kids and and tell them we're ashamed of them and tell them they're di- we're disappointed in them and put them down and say okay now go be kind. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. If you want people to be kind, you show up as kind. You can be powerfully kind. You can you can have confidence and you can say what you mean and you can be very succinct and articulate about what you want and need. But you can also be kind. And for people who don't believe this is possible, it is. Mm-hmm. It is possible. There's such cynicism out there about the way that things need to get done. And until you practice a new way, you won't ever know.
1: Well, and what I thought about is if this election went the way that we were hoping it would, uh-huh. I think that I, a part of me would still be asleep to these 50 million people that feel unheard. For sure. So I want to use this um, turn of events that I was not expecting as a vehicle to learn more about myself and learn more about the other, about the people out there that think so differently from me. Right. And if we don't do that, if we don't use this as a wake up call to listen and to love people who think differently than us, for goodness sakes, then we will have wasted this opportunity.
0: Because isn't that what we're asking everybody to do with all of this, you know, talk about oppressing women and racist uh, you know, ideology and xenophobia is. We're saying, listen, listen to these people, know these people, understand these people are you. Mm-hmm. So we have to do that too, and it doesn't mean that we that we agree. It means that we listen to the fears and concerns and we educate, we educate, educate. And I don't mean educate just in the classroom. I mean, we show up. You know why the LGBTQ um, movement became so amazing is people started coming out and saying, here I am, and I am your son, and I am your daughter, and I am your aunt, and I am your friend. And then everyone said, oh, wait, I know this person. Mm -hmm. I love this person. And if this is what this is this is something yeah. I'm not afraid of. Yeah,
1: this was a misunderstanding. I thought that these people were this. Right. And they're my brother, sister, aunt, uncle, and they're the same.
0: Exactly. And that's the kind of movement we need. Same, same. Same, same. And and there's more than that. There's all this underbelly to it. I'm telling you guys, there's layer upon layer. There is no way to solve this in a podcast. There is no way to speak to every issue that is going on here. There is no way to process through all of this in two days. But the this is the kind of like, when I think about grassroots, I think about that I ended up with my face in the dirt about 24 hours ago and I was sick and so upset and distraught and there's something very powerful about A Dark Night of the Soul Hmm. because I've had several of them and for those of you who that language speaks to you, dark night of the soul. For some of you, you would call it rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe if you've had an addiction issue or just an issue with your life or choices where you finally just hit the bottom. And the beautiful part of it is there's no way but up. And how are you going to start that process? That has to be built on a, a sense of what is this all about and why am I doing this? You have to have a foundation that is healthy to help yourself grow to a place where you're actually making change. So if you had a dark night of the soul or you're still feeling that you're in that place, grow your foundation first. Figure out what is my great intention here? Love, compassion, empathy, understanding, learning, educating. This is the foundation from where we grow.
1: And your dark night of the soul would not have happened if the person that you voted for would have won. Correct. So this is pain, And pain is not always such a bad thing. Pain is sometimes there to protect you. Pain can push you in a direction you otherwise may never have gone.
0: I would trade just for the Yeah, I know you
1: would. (laughs) I understand that. Yeah. But we are where we We are. We are
0: where we are. Acceptance. So
1: now we need to use it. We need to learn from each other. We need to... All this energy that we had, you know, half the country celebrated, the other half felt horribly use this pain to not to not to hate, not to fight, but to understand.
0: And to go to that deep place, you know, to go to, if you are in pain, then the people who voted this way were obviously in pain about something themselves mm-hmm. and they're having their voice be heard. So it's shared pain. And here's the thing that I um that I'm hoping for. This is this is the thing that that I am building my foundation on. Um we can make change within our homes our community our you know our states our towns and we do it slowly and we do it st- and when i say the word slowly i don't mean that we have to do it a course of over years and years and years but we do it thoughtfully we actually think about if you have a business right now if you have a small business What way are you being compassionate in your business? What way are you thinking about your employees? What way are you treating people that work with you, that, that work for you or your clients? What can you do in your own business to be compassionate and thoughtful and giving? How can you shift the decisions you're making on an everyday basis? And I'll tell you something, you guys, something I know for sure, because it's the thing that got me off the floor. The only thing that matters in life is connection and relationships it's why we're here it's why you know why human beings are uh you know interact with each other the way that they do it's all we depend on each other so your relationships are your priority they are your priority so for those of you that Think more about doing, 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 doing and being at work from five in the morning until 10 at night, maybe, and maybe your relationships are at work and those are the ones that you want to build. But for those of you that say, I never get to see the people I love. I never get to be with the people I love. Maybe have a reprioritization where you say, how do I make the relationships that are most meaningful to me, my priority? Hmm. How do I do that? It doesn't mean you have to quit your job and change everything. Things can shift gently. They can shift, you know, one step at a time. But it's we're what we're doing when we talk about reorganizing is not only are we thinking about reorganizing, you know, the way everybody thinks in the country or, you know, half the people think, but we got to reorganize in our own lives. It always starts with us. It always starts with us. And so you are so powerful. You have no idea how powerful you are.
1: Well, and if you're listening to this, odds are you're probably a parent, not everybody. There's mm-hmm. some non-parenting people that listen to us. But talk about uh, an honor, a privilege, and a responsibility to teach our kids w- how to deal with this. Right. I mean, there's so many learn teachable moments in what happened.
0: And to that point, because a lot of the conversation was about how do we talk to our kids about this, which I know many of you might have tuned in for this podcast for that information. It's not easy. And I know that there were a lot of children who were disappointed, who wanted another outcome because they were really invested themselves, but that it is not the only role model for them. This person that we are so worried about, we're thinking, how will this person affect my child? Allow this person or what this person has shown us thus far, maybe this person will have some kind of shift, who knows, but allow his words to be the teachable moments for your child, that this really isn't the way. That we communicate with each other. This is not the way our family communicates with each other. Sure, things can get done in some certain ways by being negative, but what will the outcome be for that? How will you feel about yourself? Will you feel connected? Will you feel like that's making a difference? And those are all the things that remain to be seen. Yeah. Like we're, you know, yes, there was a win here, but there hasn't been any Change, it, yeah. meaning that there hasn't been a thing where we've said, you know, we're like, he won the election, but he hasn't created a change in our world yet with this kind right. of this mentality. Right, all, all anticipation. Exactly. And that the role models for our children are, are large and diverse. Obviously, it starts with us. It starts with us. Our children learn by watching how we live. Yes, a presidential election can have an impact on them. I'm not in denial that they have had to see the things that they've had to see. But it also offers a teachable moment that that is not the way we do this. That yeah. is not how we talk. Yeah. And it, it offers itself up to you as an opportunity to do it differently. So instead of looking to the outside world and saying, what are you showing my child? Focus in on what are you Showing not just through your words but through your life,
1: yeah. Um, can I interrupt and sure, talk please. about our partners? Uh, Tree of Life Chiropractic care Dr. Kelly, she just us each, uh, twice a month, and she's awesome what she does. So, check her out at chirotree.com. Dr. John Kelly, his website, he's a dentist, he helps our whole family. He's on the northwest side of Chicago. His website is com. and then lastly. Jeremy Kraft at Avid Company, painting and remodeling throughout Chicagoland area, and that's avidco.net. Um, regarding the country, there's 300-some-odd million people in this country. Mm-hmm. The president is one person. Right. So let us not overestimate mm-hmm. what one person can do. Does he have influence? Yes. yes. Does he have probably more influence than anybody else in the country? Yes. But- He doesn't have the majority of influence in our lives. He actually has a pretty small influence in our lives.
0: And how is our government built? It's built for the people. Now, we can be cynical and say, oh, it doesn't, you know, we we have no impact, whatever. This is not true. We do have an impact. We elect
1: these people. Well, and there are a lot of really smart, educated, um, heart-centered people leading our government, and some people will laugh cynically, but there are, that if he did want to do some things that wouldn't seem like a good idea for most, they will hold him accountable. That's right. There are checks and balances built in. Even though the Republicans have 51 seats and all that, I know that, but there's a lot of really amazing people that are Republicans. That's right. So it's not like everybody shares the things that he said to get elected i don't even think he believes some of the things that he said to get elected i agree with that i don't think he's going and you can call me you know naive again but i don't think he's going to lead uh with the same ideology that he did to get elected i'm hoping uh that he's not and i don't think he will
0: we're holding out for that. Yes. Like that's that's the you I mean,
1: know say what about what Bernie just said, uh about him. Oh yeah, Bernie posted
0: something the other I think it was yesterday and he said, you know, we have to be open minded. Um, that there's possibly that some change or some good that we can do and if he really does believe in helping the working class um you know achieve their goals then Bernie said i'm right there with him mm. and i'm going to help him do it if he believes in the xenophobic racist oppressive you know kind of commentary i will hold him accountable and he said and his last statement was who knows this guy was a democrat two years ago right. which is the truth if yep. you look back um you know a lot of the things that trump believed in two or three years ago are very different than what he's saying today Day and and I'm not I'm not going to just throw up my hands and say Yep he's going to be totally different We don't know But there are people who can hold him accountable It's the checks and balances of our system and each of our states has You know on the very yeah there's so many layers
1: of protection that can be built
0: Yes and you know who else is the protection We talk about society We are society We So when people are like Society is this way You are society. Be extraordinarily kind to people. Be extraordinarily kind. I had uh, an experience on, um, on the day after the election. I decided to take my girls to uh, Starbucks and two of their friends who I love. And it was just something I just wanted to get out with my girls and like be with people. I don't know if everybody felt that way, but I'm like, I need to get out of the house and go be with people. So we're at Starbucks and there was this woman sitting at a table and she was at a big table and we were all sitting around a small table. So she looked at me and she said, take my table. She's like, I'll sit at the small table by the window. You guys take this table. And I said, thank you. And I grabbed her arm. I just wanted to touch people. I just like really wanted to connect with people. I said, thank you. She said, no problem. And then uh, about 10 minutes later, she said, will you sit at my table while I go to the bathroom because I don't want to lose it? I said, sure. She went to the bathroom. I sat at her table and she came back and I grabbed her arm again. I said, how are you doing? She goes, I'm doing great. My candidate won. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. And I kind of grabbed her arm again and gave her a smile and walked away. And I realized that... She was kind yeah. and thoughtful, and we connected, and, but we don't agree, and that's okay. And I didn't need to say to her why I didn't agree. I didn't. She was having her own moment, yeah. and that that is where it, it's not just about her, it's anybody, and especially the people who right now are afraid. I, my um, college class that I teach, um, most of my kids are um, Latino, and so we had a big conversation today about fear and about the fears that they have um, for themselves, their families, or just the viewpoints that people have. And and I also have uh, students who are African American. And we had that discussion about how there are people who will have their back. I will have their back. And I know you guys listening will have their back. We will not just tell people, I don't feel this way. We will stand up. And we will say, this is not okay. And we will love people regardless of of their race, religion, culture. We will love people. We will get to know them and understand. And so that's the other thing we have to do is remember that we can have people's back. Yeah. And so we as a society can choose that on an everyday basis.
1: Well, and the other thing I want to do, and we talk about this all the time, but it's so worth repeating. Um I've been watching a lot of news in the last 48 hours because it's been historical. Yes. Um, and I rarely do that. I'm not a news guy. I, I look at my app on my phone before I go to bed just so I'm not an idiot. So I know at least something that's going on in the world. But be very mindful um, of what you're putting into your brain. Um, the news is, for the most part, for, for my opinion, toxic this podcast. Hopefully, we create a an energy of optimism. That's one of our goals. So, you listen to this podcast. There's a few resources that I want to share with our listeners. One is called Uplift. It's an app on mm-hmm, your phone. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you, You've
0: so, told me about it.
1: It's just it's stories. It's just feel good stories, and it's something that's there. So, do uh, on your app store. Just do a sh- uh, search for Uplift, or the website is upliftconnect.com. And the other one I just found out from a listener. Um, it's ggia.berkeley.edu. It's Greater Good in Action, mm. Science-Based Practice for a Meaningful Life. Some Berkeley website thing, but-
0: They're doing research there
1: Yes, on greater good. And I, got, um, I get these emails sent to us, and they're just such wonderful things. So um, there's an old Tony Robbins quote, but stand at the, go- at the gate of your mind, mm-hmm. which means be mindful of what you let in.
0: And think about these kind of things as fuel for change. Yes. How do you want to fuel your desire to change? Do you want to fuel it through hatred and getting more angry and more scared and then fuel it that way? Or do you want to fuel yourself for change by reading this kind of information and getting educated and, and you know surrounded by other people's goodness and allowing that to encourage you mm-hmm. so you've got to be mindful like are we going to get our fuel from empty calories and things that don't serve our body are we going to get fuel from the good things that fill our, our cells and give us energy like actually give us a feeling of of health and so that's a choice right there yeah Did you have some other ones? Uh,
1: I don't, but I would love our listeners who are smart, resourceful people to shoot us an email. Maybe we'll put a list together at some point of you know positive websites, positive apps, and this doesn't
0: or post it on our page. Go to the Zen Parenting Radio Facebook page, or you can tweet us at Zen Parenting Twitter.
1: Yeah, just somehow communicate it to us Mm -hmm. because I would love to have a list of fifteen of these. These are the you know this is all I have time for is these two because. It, they're all they're pretty lengthy emails. There's a lot of different things you can pull from. So uh, stand at the gate of your mind and be mindful of what you let in.
0: I love it. You know, um, one thing that you said, Tony Robbins, and I, one thing I was thinking about with him was uh, he he talks a lot about. Well, let me start this way. We talk a lot about PTSD, and when I say we, I talk about it a lot. Um, Post traumatic stress disorder, just. Means having a kind of trauma in your life where you keep replaying it in your body and in your mind, and um, and it's a real thing. And a lot of times we attribute it to veterans, and they're obviously the ones, the most visible ones, who experience this because of the combat and experiences that they've had. Um, but you can have other kind of traumas in your life that cause a kind of PTSD feeling where, you know, if you've ever been assaulted or, or just over time have had something happen to you over and over and over again, it becomes like I will say... For me, because um, my dad has had health issues for so many years, I have a kind of uh, response when I see that my sister or my mom is calling. Yeah. I literally have a post-traumatic yeah. type of response. So I don't necessarily always have to label it a disorder, yeah. but I definitely have a traumatic response because I assume something is going on. And one thing that we can – and so we can either – that's a truth and that's a reality. There's also something called post-traumatic growth. OK, which basically means that you have a trauma, whatever it may be. And I feel like this has been a trauma for many of us. And you decide that you are going to create psychological and literal change with that trauma. Todd and I are screening the movie Newtown. In January, on January 18th, um, here at the Elmhurst Public Library. And a lot of people have asked us, why would you want to screen that documentary about Newtown, about that horrible experience? The movie is not about the day of that shooting. The movie is about how this town took their grief and and practiced post-traumatic growth. Mm. They figured out a way to come together, not easily, And it's not a perfect linear thing to create change and to bond together. So that's what we can do as we move through our stages of grief is we can decide to have post-traumatic growth. We can decide to question our thinking, become more curious about other people, open up to new ideas, practice empathy, be compassionate, and create change that way. So it's just one of those things that are offered there for you. Sometimes when we talk about trauma, the only thing we think of is PTSD. Right. Like, how am I ever going to get through this? Right. This could actually jolt something so deep down inside you that you'll never be the same. In the best way.
1: Exactly. So um, do we want to talk about the conference at all and how we kind of want to shift the feel of it? Yes. Before we talk about the conference, uh, one of our sponsors is my good friend, Uh, Mark Miller. Mark Miller, and he has a website and a company called Zen plus architecture. He's an architect, but he carries the idea of being an architect with um, some of the mindfulness things that you and I talk about. He
0: uses feng shui, correct?
1: Among other things.
0: Okay. So he has a whole Eastern philosophy for architecture.
1: So he designs architectural space to elicit the same feelings that ZPR fans get when they listen to the show. So they feel outstanding. They have improved self-awareness. They feel more connected, grounded, and rejuvenated. So Mark is actually going to Be at the conference with us. And if you happen to have a business and you'd like to be a part of the conference, I encourage you to check out our website at zengetsreal.com or just shoot me an email comments is zenparentingradio.com and we'll have a discussion about the different options of sponsorship.
0: And that's the thing. Here we go, you guys. Okay. So what can Todd and I do? Because we've been sitting talking, you know, what is our change? Okay. So we're going through our own emotional internal changes as all of you are. Um, so we have this show. So obviously we know we can do that and we're going to keep doing that. And we have this conference coming up. And what I want for this conference is I want it to be an opportunity for people who are interested who are empowered to make a change. And when I say make a change, I mean to spread feelings of goodness, to give back, to connect, to understand others, to become more curious about the world, to practice empathy, to be a conscious parent. All these things we want to make this a place where people can get together and meet each other. It's obviously also about listening to Rob Bell and listening to... And I love this, Tad. I was thinking about this this morning. Rob Bell's message is all about waking up and love and connection. Mm-hmm. Rosalind Wiseman's message is about dignity and character. And Ali Smith's message is about being mindful and utilizing meditation to calm our reactions. Yeah. This is what we need. Yeah. I find this to be so timely And if money is an issue for you guys, will you email us? We're creating this scholarship so we can get people who want to be there, there. Todd and I are so willing to do what we can to help people to get there. And for those of you that money isn't an issue, please come and pay for the ticket so it helps, you know, with the conference, and then maybe give some money through Zen Friend so someone else can go.
1: So Zen Friend is a line item when you register for the conference, whether or not you register for the conference or not. But if you are somebody who has a little bit of abundance that wants to help, I was just emailing a woman from philadelphia who doesn't think she can come because mm-hmm. the flights are too much and the cost of the ticket is too much and i said we're we're creating this zen friend thing exactly for, for people you. who can't mm-hmm. do it so if you happen to be in a position where you can give a little um because you know honestly a year ago we did the conference and we lost money and and i wouldn't say that i threw a party for it but we we were okay with it because sure. it and we're okay with Giving a lot more back because this is something. This is bigger than is a bigger business thing. Than, this right. is
0: like this is like the way that Todd and I are one thing a year where we're like, what do we do that is going to make the greatest impact? You know, in this area and and allowing other people who maybe we who listen to the show who want to re- connect with other people who think similarly to them. How do we make that happen? And this is the way that we're doing that. So if you have a business or a like you know this month is author blogger month um, where we're trying to get uh authors and bloggers um, obviously giving them a discounted rate or possibly a table if they want one and, and making sure that people know they're an author or blogger so they can connect with their peers and that they can connect with the people who want their message we're obviously trying to reach out to them this month but we're, we want to open the floodgates a little more and say anybody yeah. who's like I want to be there I have something to say like I want to have a Pantsuit Nation table mm-hmm. I want to have have, you know, one of my girlfriends just created a page called "Just You Know um, We Go High." I want to have a table for that. I I want people to have access to these things. And if you are concerned about money, before you go down that road, contact us because let's figure something out. Let's we are this is Todd and I doing this. Yeah, we so, don't have we
1: don't have bosses.
0: Yeah, like let's figure something we out. We want to
1: fill that room. Are yes. You ready for my Margaret Mead quote? Let's hear it. You know Margaret Mead? I sure do. Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has.
0: It is the only thing. I was talking to my students about this today. It's minorities that make, that start speaking up, that create the change. Mm -hmm. Things that become the change are not starting in the majority. That doesn't make any sense. If it was in the majority, it wouldn't be what it is. It starts in the minority and we speak up and we, and, but- we need to remember the, to follow the leaders who have taught us that we do this in a loving, compassionate, connected way. That is how you create change that sustains. You can create quick change through power and force and fear, but it will not sustain. We have got to create it through different means so it becomes our norm, so it does become our majority. I want to share something that I shared with my women's circle um, online yesterday because they know this already, and I know many of you do too, but I wanted to uh, you know, serve as a reminder. Um, we, us who are parents right now, I think of us as the in-between generation. I believe that we were put here at this time and space because it was time— For us to recognize the challenges of the previous generation, to notice obviously all the good things that our parents gave us to, but to also acknowledge the things that no longer worked. And not only did we need to acknowledge it, but we needed to evolve it in ourselves. And we needed to evolve it in ourselves so we could pass on something new to our children. And we are working hard, you guys. This generation, those everybody who is listening right now who is a parent, that is so much work. We are doing all the work that has been passed down for generations and generations, and we're trying to process that through and see it for what it is and evolve it. And then we're trying to offer a new message. Think about how much work we're doing right now. And I say that, so for those of you who feel weighted down or overwhelmed by this, yes, yes, that is why you're here in this space and time. I think about us as being the bridge to the new thing. And I think about this the the, um, content or the message of this new administration that just got elected. I feel it's kind of like a death rattle. It's like something really old that we know is old, but it's really fighting to stay. Mm -hmm. And and it's but it's on its way out. Yeah. Believe me you guys, I work with millennials. I teach millennials you go, and then you guys all have children and you know their value system and you know what they stand for and their their connection and their you know inclusion. So this is not going to stick around. This is not going to sustain. But we have to be the bridge to create this new place yeah. that we're going. We, our generation is so vital. So for those of you who want to put your head in the sand and say, screw it, forget this. I'm not paying attention. I'm not going to do anything. If you need to do that for a few days, go for it right. because you deserve it. But then understand your importance. Know that you are the bridge. We have to pass on something new. And we have to, to pass it on authentically so it sustains. We have to do it within ourselves. We don't get to pass on some, some you know, touchy-feely message and say, now go do this, because our children do not pick up the message. They pick up our energy. They need to feel it from us. They need to know that we live it and believe it, and then that will create the change. Then they will, it will be so inside of them that they won't even question it. That will create the change. So I wanted just to say to you, parents who are working so hard and you're being so self-aware and so conscious and you feel beaten down and you feel like nobody understands, I do. And everybody else does too. But then when you hit the floor and it's time to stand up and dust yourself off, recognize your value, know it, just believe it and find other people who know theirs and do it as a team. And we'll all, we're a community right now. Mm-hmm. Everyone listening. Yep. This community. We're with you. Todd and I are exhausted. <laughs> but I refuse to let go of these things. Yeah. This is way too important. And I refuse to let anyone tell me that love isn't the answer. Because I know it is. And I refuse to allow anybody to take away my sense of hope. Mm. It will never happen. I will never give it up.
1: I could use a good man to help me get my project on wheels. I'll keep an eye out for you and the chessboard ready. Remember, Red, hope is a good thing, maybe the best of things, and no good thing ever dies.
0: I love Andy. And that makes me think of the grass and the life that busts through the cement. Hope it never dies.
1: Green what is green? Green weeds or flowers that bust through concrete is life. It's life. Life longing for itself. Gibran, right? Yes. That's what this is. Life longing for itself. And you
0: can't stop that. Yeah. That's the thing you guys, that's what I mean about the foundation you're gonna build. Is don't build the foundation on anger and negativity and thinking the world has all gone to hell. Build it on life. Build it on the truth. Build it on... And the truth is hope always wins. It may not win this fight. No. It may not win this election for, for most of us that's or the battle, many of us. Not the war. But it doesn't take away what you know to be true. Don't let anyone take that from you, ever, because that's, that's what sustains us, that gets us through. Two last things.
1: One is we got an iTunes review okay. from some awesome person named Michigan Mike. Uh, Five stars, life-changing.
0: Oh, thanks, Michigan, Mike. Thanks,
1: Michigan, Mike. Then the other thing is uh, I've figured out something out with our website. If you ever subscribed to our podcast, which is, and the way to do that is to go to our website, zenparentingradio.com, it wasn't working before. So in other words, when we would get a new podcast posted, uh, it wasn't coming to me or you or anybody else. Really? We have now since fixed that. Okay. So, but what I need you to do is to resubscribe to it by going to zenparentingradio.com. On the right-hand side, it says subscribe to the website. And all that means is whenever there's new... Because we don't really blog on it.
0: Does it say subscribe to the website?
1: Uh, I'll tell you exactly what it okay, says. Okay, yeah.
0: Go to the page so people know because I feel like there's a lot on our website and they may Yeah, not. it's a
1: little busy, but on the right-hand side, it says...
0: Right or left?
1: The right-hand side. Oh,
0: do you know I struggle with my right and left?
1: Um, it's it says subscribe to blog via email. Okay. And you just put... So the blog is the podcast. The blog is the it, podcast. We should
0: change that language. We will. Okay. Subscribe to podcast. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: So just do that because a lot of people are like, oh, I didn't know you had a show this week because we sometimes just feel like doing a show. So this is the way to do well, it.
0: Well, when the Cubs win and when there's a major election shocker. Yeah. So in a way, guys, I kind of hope that we get a little break.
1: And then uh, last selfish promotion for me is... Um, I've been emailing back and forth with a few men because uh, they were considering being coached by me, mm-hmm. but they thought they needed to be in Chicago to do that. But yeah. I actually do coach on the phone or via Skype. So if there's any guys out there and they want to do some coaching, uh, check out my website, um, com. So that's the other thing.
0: So can I just say a, a few last things? Um, first is that, again, for this administration let us all if you like to pray or you like to send vibes or good thoughts or just have however you deal with your own thinking and and wishes for the world let's not wish for this administration to fail here here let's let's hope that there is a change let's hope that maybe people start working together let's hope that um, and, and and be vocal for people actually reaching across the aisle let's instead of saying let's wait 4 years which may we may need to do that that is one of the options but let's see what happens and keep our minds and hearts open um, there are things i've already heard that scare me yeah but i also i'm I hold, i'm holding my seat yeah. I, because you understand wanting someone to fail is us failing like it's a country. So when we say we want this person to fail or our pride or our ego gets the way, then we're actually asking for people to – for us all to fail
1: and it's a balance because you also need if if it's not going the way you want then you got to have your voice heard that's right similar to what you said earlier
0: right and so time to speak up speak up and be involved yeah in whatever way involvement engaged means to you yeah there is so many different levels don't make anyone force you do anything you don't want to do your gut your feeling your everybody has their own blueprint Everybody has their own internal blueprint about what feels good and right and valuable to them. Follow that. It will lead you somewhere. And someone may say, well, that's not, you know, organizing a group or that's not doing a march on Washington. Maybe it's not. But you are creating a good change where you are, which creates a ripple effect. You see what I mean? So follow your your own internal blueprint. Um I also wanted to say that um, two quotes that I have on my desk, and they happen to be Anne Frank quotes, and I'm not using Anne Frank quotes because I'm trying to make any analogy for this election. I'm not. I, but she just helps me because she was a little girl who knew so much. And at such a young age, as all our kids do, but she had the opportunity to share with us, um, she says, I keep my ideals because in spite of everything, I still believe that people are really good at heart. And that's something I – believe, too. As Kathy, I'm saying that. And how wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. And then the last Anne Frank quote that I love is, I don't think of all the misery, but of all the beauty that still remains. Pull from that. Look at that. See that. Feel that. Allow that to empower you.
1: Plenty of goodness out there. What are you going to focus on? Are you going to focus on the things that aren't going our way, or are we going to focus on the good?
0: And you know what? We're going to say the serenity prayer. You know what it is? Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Talk to you guys next week. Have a good weekend. Bye. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it, and we hope you'll join us next time. If you're a fan of Zen Parenting Radio, consider leaving us a review on iTunes. This helps people find us. You can also just tell a friend about our show. That's our favorite kind of marketing. Todd and I do speaking engagements about Zen Parenting and self-awareness, so if you have an interested group or organization, contact us at comments at zenparentingradio.com. And get your early bird tickets for our big Let's Get Real Zen Parenting Conference February 24th and 25th at the Westin in Lombard. Todd and I will be speaking Friday night, and we have Rob Bell, Rosalind Wiseman, and Ali Smith as our keynotes on Saturday.
1: If you want to know more about self-awareness or conscious parenting, pick up one of Kathy's award-winning books at zenparentingradio.com or Amazon. If you're a guy, I have two resources for you. I coach guys. It's called Coaching for Guys. (laughs) on the phone skype or in person we set goals together and come up with a plan to meet those goals the website is toddadamscoaching.com and we also have a monthly men's group so if you're looking for a group of men to have authentic conversations with check out the tribe men's if you ever shop on amazon you can help us out by first going through the amazon link on our home page it doesn't cost anything to you but we get a small commission from amazon If you want an amazing vehicle to teach your kids about money management, go to the lower right-hand side of our homepage and click on the FamZoo logo and enter Zen Finance as a promo code. I want to give a special thanks to our three partners, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, John J. Kelly Dentistry, and Avid Painting and Remodeling. Thanks for your love and support. Keep on trucking.